It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Hello and welcome to They Came to Play, a podcast with three friends who just happened to win successive grand finals 2015, 2016, 2017, and we've been absolutely dining out on those victories ever since. We didn't do a single thing. We're just fans chatting about the footy, but join us if you will. My name is Tess Armstrong, the tiger, and I'm joined by my pal, Danny McGinley, the dog, which I mean in an affectionate way. (laughs) Sounds like Danny. Sounds like Kung Fu Panda. Like we've all got our different barracking styles and whatnot. Yeah, that's right. That's um, that's actually quite cute. And I think we do have different barracking styles. Our hawk, Lemo, the worst barracking style of, of, <laughs> of them all, is currently away making people laugh in an official manner all over the country. So if you're in Australia, have a squeeze at when both Danny and Lemo are performing in your part of the woods because I will vouch for them they actually are funny despite what I may say on this podcast. <laughs> so in Lemo's absence we're going to chew the fat with different friends of the pod and today I think we would call him our official greatest friend of the pod and yeah. number one Patreon and another dog supporter so we'll do something about that as the pod unfolds. Um, superb Mario welcome. Thank you thank you for having me both. <laughs> Mate, it's tell nice. us, tell the listeners the uh, super. Well, we, we call you. I don't know if you want us to use your full name. We've just been calling you Superb Mario. Oh, that's fine. Because you do give us. Uh, he is. He is our winner. Uh, by giving the most uh, money to our Patreon over the past uh, year. We're very grateful for that. Uh, and we because we he gave so much, we sort of ran out of ideas of what to do with him. And then uh, I, I met you and you, you're actually a good chatter and we thought, let's bring him on. That could be his gift to, uh, to co-host an episode. So, Mario, what is your story? Tell us about you. All right. Well, um, I was, I'm the only one born here from my family. Like, my family are from Chile. Um, yeah, and so growing up, um, it was all soccer and then footy slowly came into um, into our lives just because of the fact that we're all in Australia and we had to kind of go for a team at some stage. So I think that's how it is. Um, but when it came to Patreon as well, uh, Patreon, I had it prior because I had YouTubers that would all, all use Patreon at one stage, but then they kind of stopped using it. I still had it. And then I came across you guys and then you – Danny started organising a Patreon and I was like, oh, why not pledge to that? So that's where we are now when it comes to this. What a good man. So born in Chile, like everyone in Chile and you're here. So how, so you said you you had to choose a team. That's like an expected job. But how do you choose the Bulldogs? Is it just geography? No, I think think with myself it was a bit like um, I I had it a bit easier considering that I'm the youngest of three boys. Um, so like if, if every child was born with a manual, like a booklet and it kind of was like a how-to booklet, my first page would have said, oh, by the way, he goes to the Bulldogs and it was just kind of instilled. I don't actually have a proper memory of how I went for the Bulldogs. It's just, it was just there, if that makes sense. That's like beautiful. Man- and when Manchurian candidate. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, so I... It was probably around five or six when it started hitting me, and it was more like when you had your footy colours day at primary school. 
Mm. You just yeah, and then it was just um, hand me downs at some stage, and I was just like, oh yeah, I'll wear this because it was it was what was at the house, like at the house. Um, my brother though, my brother's actually got a better story than what I'd had. He um, it turns out that he what do you call it? He had no team, and because he moved from Chile to here, he's he's the oldest by the way. He um, he would catch the bus in Hoppers Crossing because um, we all went to St James with a girl that had the old VFL. Footscray logo, the one that it's, he, he calls it the ugly logo. It's got the one with the uh, silhouetted bulldog around it. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 And, um, and so, yeah, he ended up like seeing that. He didn't realize that that was Bulldogs team, like a footy team, until he, um, he got like to school and someone, like some of his friends would ask him what footy team he went for. He didn't know what to say. And then all of a sudden they'd turn around and say, I think um, you should go for this team because they, have a player like this kid, his dad played for the Bulldogs. His, child, his, his classmate turned out to be Josh Dempsey, who's the son of Gary Dempsey. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he just ended up becoming a Bulldog just because of the fact that his friend was Josh Dempsey. And so <laughs> that's, how, that's how he came about being the Bulldogs. And so, yeah, it's a nice little story in that sense. But, um, but yeah, and then from there I think it was just – there was um, the stars aligned in that sense because of the colours that the Bulldogs had. The colours are the similar colours of the flag of Chile, and I think that's what most of um, most of the foreigners would do as well. So you mm-hmm. could also, you yeah. could also say that that is the case. That's why you see a lot of uh, old Greek guys who go for North Melbourne. Yeah, exactly oh, right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Also, it probably also helps that uh, Jose Romero at play, played for the Bulldogs at one yeah. stage as well. And so Jose Romero was so like he just felt glamorous. Like he was like, I feel like he didn't get he doesn't get talked about enough. But at the no, time, yeah, it was like it was like a big deal. He had a lot of he had a lot of character. No, he did. So and the name of a South American Latino porn star, you know, yeah. Jose Romero. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. Um, no, exactly right. I think I was probably like eight or nine or something like that. So probably un. Didn't realise just how saucy the name was. Truly, yeah. um, it's very exciting. And can you explain to the listeners, like you, Danny's going to know, but I know you know a lot about this. But what is the Brad Johnson curse? <laughs> can you okay. please explain? No, I, I, I don't know to... this. I don't, don't know this. You? When no. I, I rang Mario before, I said we're going to run through the AFLW matches, and uh, and you said I, I need to explain the the Brad Johnson curse. So yeah, <laughs> I Brad thought Johnson. This was a... Thing you know, a thing with you dogs. No, fans. I've never, no, I've never heard not. it. But I will say that I recorded an interview with Brad Johnson for my other podcast, Danny Boyd. And you know, they say Tess never meet your heroes because yeah. you know, Brad Johnson's got the rumor of being the nicest guy in footy. He's ne- nicer in person. Yeah. It's I, so weird. I cannot <laughs> tell you. So when Brad Johnson was at his peak, that's when my dad was working at the dogs. Right, Brad Johnson was, I think, the nicest person I'd ever met as a child, and I was so staggered because, we, as I've discussed before, we'd come from Geelong, and that was really home. You know, and that was where I grew up in the Cats, and I just was so against barracking for the dogs. And then I met, I met Brad Johnson, and I was like, oh, I'm in. Like honestly, I was like, this is the. <laughs> smiliest, most lovely person I've ever met, and he's still exactly the same. Delightful. You know what we should do as the Bulldogs, Mario? I've got an idea. Um, we sent, as a membership drive, just send Brad Johnson round to people's houses like like a Mormon just uh, knocking on the door. Have you heard the news about the Bulldogs? And then he just brings them in, and then suddenly yeah. we're bigger than Hawthorne. Oh, that would be good. good. So be what's good his curse? I'm sorry. I don't want to know. Maybe I don't want to know if this is going to make me not love him. No, no. So it's it's more of a superstition that I have, but I mm. call it. It's like it's my own personal curse. So um, <laughs> there's two proper story. Like there's two 
legitimate stories that I've got. And one, I'm kind of clutching at straws, but I, I, I will say, because it was Brad Johnson that was mentioned in this one, I'm going to include it. So um, my previous job was I, was I worked in school aged care for, for 11 years. And so um, before and after school care would have a lot of kids that would come into um, to after school care. And we had this one particular child by the name of Josh and he would compare, he would like, he'd like comparing players just from any random um, like game or any random team. And so every now and then he would say like, oh, who was better? And he would say like Angus Mumphries or Gary Abler Jr. And you just, <laughs> and, and just, just absolutely random. And um, I think I got an answer for that one. Also, yeah. can I just say, he would get a job at any of the footy outlets. Like, I'm sure Superfooty <laughs> is writing that article right now. They're like, right, I've never done that before. Yeah, no, exactly that. <laughs> Mumphreys, Ablett. Yeah. <laughs> Final. And, and then, um, yeah, so he he would have, and because he went for North Melbourne, he would get really annoyed when, like, us staff would pick the other player. <gasps> he would say someone from North Melbourne, so he'd get really annoyed. And then... um. I think, I'm, so, I think, I'm sorry, little fella, but yeah, Christian Petrarca is slightly better than Cunnington. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and so I think what, what, like the the straw that broke the camel's back in that sense. I think what happened was, um, he asked me who was better within, like, between Drew Petrie and Brad Johnson. Mm-hmm. This was back in 2018, and without batting an eye, I said, Brad, like this is Johnson, like Johnson's a lot better. And all I said to him was that it was, um. I'll go, if he had to change footy and make it like a theatre spectacle, I'll go, Brad Johnson would put more bums on seats than what Drew Petrie would. And he got so frustrated with that. And this was, I think this was on a Thursday. He ended up getting so mad that he told me the next Bulldogs game, you're going to get absolutely flogged. And that's because Brad Johnson, you said Brad Johnson's better than Drew Petrie. And so I was just like, okay. What a spicy character. Yeah. I kind of left it. I left it alone. And yeah, um, North Melbourne haven't had a, a, an enforcer like that since Glen Archer. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of Glen Archer, that same day I told him that uh, Matthew Scarlett was better than Glen Archer, and that Ooh. set him off as well. So, oh, now that's yeah. just vindictive, Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that weekend came. He ended up going home. He was so annoyed at me. He ended up going home. He got picked up by his parents, and then that weekend turns out that. Um, we played GWS in, I think this was March 25, like March 25th in 2018. Oh, is this round one of 2018? I think so. I think it's, oh, no, it's the one that we got when we got pumped. We ended up losing, like, oh, it was yeah. like 133 to, I think it was like, oh, I don't know when it was. but it was, Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. round one, 2018. Oh, yeah. no. And so um, he came back so happy on the Monday <laughs> when I saw him. He was so excited. He was so ecstatic. But then I kind of brushed it off. But then fast forward to 2019, and um, this has got a little bit of a backstory because it um, involves my, me being in a car accident on my fiance's birthday. Oh my goodness, so, yeah. Mario! The lengths yeah. you'll go to when you've forgotten a present, Mario. <laughs> no, no, uh. and, um, <laughs> and so yeah. So long story short, um, got into a car accident. My parents were in Chile at the time, so I ended up taking my dad's car for um, to like to go back and you know back and forth to to work. And um, when they came back. For some reason, it took a lot longer for the panel beaters to fix my car. Classic. I had not, yeah, typical typical panel beater stuff. Yeah, and um, and then once it got picked up, or once it was ready, I went and picked it up um, down in Old Geelong Road, like up in Hoppers Crossing. And as I got it, I saw that I had four kilometres to empty. They did not do anything with the petrol; like <laughs> it was just like running on fumes. 
And so I had to get to the closest petrol station, which was around three kilometers away. This is so so stressful. Yeah. So as I'm (laughs) driving, to to make things worse, to make things worse, the road that I had to go down was a one way. So I had to do a a U-turn several hundred meters up. So by the time I got to this petrol station, my car had, like my car had no petrol. So I was rolling into the drive, like into the uh, petrol station. So as I was fuming, um, I got out, filled up my tank. I looked to the side and I see this very nice full like SUV and out walks out Brad Johnson. And he's in the middle of Hoppers. And like, I had no, like, I've got no idea as to why. I know that he's, he lived in Hoppers Crossing and whatnot beforehand, but I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. And I just ran up to him and just like got him, like spoke to him. Um, I said to him that, you know, like, obviously, you know, you're my greatest hero, like you're my greatest, like the greatest player ever and all that type of stuff. You're typical. And definitely you know, better than Drew Petrie. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, and this, mind you, this is a day before we play GWS in the elimination final. Oh. So that's the thing as well is that leading up to it, I happened to, um, like, you know, um, I happened to bump into him. I spoke to him and, like, got a photo and whatnot, told him that, asked him, I asked him genuinely how he felt about the game coming up and mm. he was like, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we'll make it. He's like, we're, we're, we're really good. He's like, we smashed him a couple of weeks ago and this, this and that. And he gave me all this, like, confidence and I walked out and I was just so stoked. I got home. I actually, I got to work and showed everyone the photo that I took and everyone was like, this is a sign, this is a sign that you've got this, this finals in the bag and this, this and that. And I, um, my brothers went up to to Sydney to watch that game and I sent them a snap of the like I sent them a message of the um of the photo and they were soaked and they were like this is definitely a sign I got home and showed my fiance and then she's like yep you've got this down the bag <laughs> and then all of a sudden we get absolutely pummeled so that's oh. the second yeah um. and yeah and I, I didn't think of that much until last year it was my brother's birthday <laughs> And this is this is where it is. This is where I kind of think that this is the icing on the cake. I can't do anything with Brad. I can't see Brad Johnson for a game. <laughs> I think this is where it is. cancel your plan. Which, you didn't you didn't see him before the grand. You did, he didn't come to your house halfway through the third quarter of the grand final, did he? No, no, he didn't. Just but to say, was, hey, that was a great goal by Bont. I think we got this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not like that. But um, no. So leading up to the grand final, unfortunately, um, it was my brother's birthday. And my brother's birthday would have been, if they not had the, the week break, it would have been on the grand final. Mm. And so um, I happened to jump on that Swish app where you can kind of get a celebrity or a footy, like a footy oh, player no. to kind of send you a birthday. Oh, like, my oh, God. Mario. <laughs> and, no. So, no, and so leading up to it, I saw that they had like Josh Dunkley. I saw that they had Josh Bruce and all them. And I was just like, mm, no, I don't think he'll appreciate that much. And then I saw Brad Johnson without even realising that this was uh, – <sighs> that this was like a curse at the time and so I got him to send like a special birthday message to my brother and the same thing happened and then long and behold we saw what the final how the final ended up so I have now convinced myself that I am no longer allowed to be near Brad Johnson I can't hear (laughs) Brad Johnson for a game I love the bloke but I can't yet yeah, so, you need to, uh, you know, with all due respect, Mark, you need to move back to Chile just for absolute safety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like you need a he sh- who shall not be named situation. Like maybe yes. the yeah. naming of 
BJ, um, you know who, <laughs> but maybe it's saying his name out loud in any capacity might be the issue. And so you just yeah. need to just not mention him at all by name. Or, I think that's the only way. No, Tess, no, no, that's that's bending to, as you know, as someone who's descended from Pikes, uh, I know how these gypsy curses work. Mm. You need to find this kid again and like... <laughs> And like, give him a Drew Petrie football card or something, and then spit three times, turn around, say "Hail Mary," and uh, and then you can then then it'll be broken. Yeah, or organize a running match between Brad Johnson and Drew Petrie. Yeah, <laughs> so that yeah. finally comes to a head. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only way. Do you know the local um, Ballarat Bunnings? You know how they all have a plaque at the front? <laughs> and it says, um, this Bunnings was officially opened by Drew Petrie. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's a Ballarat boy, so good on him. But, yeah, you need to kind of sort that out. I'm stressed on your behalf. Every time I see Brad Johnson now, I'm going to think about that curse. Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier that we all found each other because we were premiership fans and we've talked about those premierships and 2016 obviously extremely exciting for the dogs it, you would yes. have had to have been an a sydney fan to not be barracking for you on that day mm-hmm. but where where were you and what were you doing on that day so i um leading up to the or every year when the the grand finals on what we do is like um amongst all the boys in the family like my uncles and everyone Every single year, we do like a little get together and have a barbecue. It's like an excuse for all the oldies, all the oldies to get absolutely smashed, and all the young ones to try and get as much money as possible from doing all these silly, ridiculous bets. So that's, oh. that's how it always works. Oh, excellent. So, so hang on. So you get you get the older generation tanked, and then try and make money off them. Take money off them. Yeah, oh, no, it's not. It's not. We don't try. They go out of their way, and they don't even watch the footy. All they do is they go. They sit around the barbecue. They get absolutely pot like shit faced. And what they do after that is they'll walk in, have a look at the score, and they'll yell out any – by that time they're so maggoted that they will start yelling at any random footy team. So that's how it is. <laughs> go Dockers. And, um, yeah. Like you'll hear like go Hawks and it's like the Hawks aren't even in the final. So like <laughs> it's just things like that. Um, and so, yeah, so every single year leading up to the 2016 grand final um, – it's probably after that as well. It's only up until COVID now recently where we haven't done it. Obviously, that's, mm. that's understandable. Um, but, yeah, so leading up to that, I was trying to find tickets everywhere and because I wasn't, that was the only year I wasn't a member for the Bulldogs. It made, ah. it, made it so much more difficult. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You meet Brad Johnson and we lose many finals. <laughs> You're not a member. We win the grand final. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm not going to say that's um... <laughs> Well, we've got to use this to our advantage, Tess. Um, Mario, I think we should. I think you should become a member of Hawthorne. Yeah, we should. Well, speak. No, well, speaking of Hawthorne, that year when um when when it was a grand final, like when it was oh, 2016, um, all the other teams like Hawthorne, Richmond, and all of them were putting out all these like membership, like uh, I think they were like advertisements to say like subscribe to our membership. Um, like don't become a member but just subscribe to like the newsletters and you can be in the running for the grand final like for tickets <sighs> and so every single team had it and so I was trying I was going all like I was going all out to the point where I started oh. subscribing for every single team I now get more emails from every other team but the Bulldogs like the Bulldogs don't send me anything and I'm a member now so <laughs> I think 
Yeah. And, um, Hang on. So this so, yeah, proves so, the theory even more, Mario. So you were, a, in 2016, you were a kind of a member of every other club and they all had bad luck and the Bulldogs <laughs> win it. Yeah. I oh, know, but like the fight, like the thing is, though, this was this was a couple of weeks before the grand final. And it, or the, this was the week of the grand final. That's when I started subscribing because okay. that's, I think that's when they had it out. And um, still worked. And yeah, yeah, well, I guess it did. In that sense. Um, but, yeah, so I got – there was no way I could get tickets. My brother was um, a social club member for the Bulldogs, so he managed to go to the footy, like, to the final. And then my uh, my other brother, he um, he ended up watching it at Whitnoval because they had the TVs, they had the screens there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I, I thought to myself, I'm not going to go make that effort just because I was so gutted that I couldn't get tickets. So I went to my uncle's place because it was just around the corner and then as I get there, one of my cousins, who happens to be a barista in, um, I think, in Richmond at the time, managed to score himself free tickets to the footy, to the final. Mm-hmm. What? And he, gave them, and he gave them away. Oh, what? And so when he saw me, oh. the first thing he did was he goes, I completely forgot that you're a oh. Bulldogs fan. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I go, don't tell me what I think you're going to say. And he's like, I had tickets. And I went, you're an asshole. Oh, you're dead to me. Yeah. And and it was for for about like two minutes I was annoyed, but then I was just like, well, the game's on. Let's let's start watching it. And then probably turned out to be, yeah, irrelevant at that point. I was still stoked. So Yeah. Yeah, I I gotta say, Mario, just just from you know the last twenty minutes of hearing your your story, (laughs) I'm very glad you weren't there. For all I know, you know, Liam Picken would have been running into that winning goal and then you would have just (laughs) glanced at the stand where Brad Johnson was sitting and somehow Pico does both ACLs. Well, actually, I think think you've got a I think you've got a point there because that year when it was the final, um, one of the bets or two of the bets that we do um, amongst all the cousins and stuff is we put in ten dollars for like the first goal kicker and then ten dollars for for Norm Smith. And what we do is we pick out the names out of a hat. Yeah, nice. All right. So my first goal kicker was um, Jake Stringer, which I was mm-hmm. kind of like excited at the time because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Nothing. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and then from there, like if no one gets it, all the money goes straight into the pot for Norm Smith. Ooh. My Norm Smith medalist, or my, my pick for Norm Smith was Liam Pickett. Oh. And I thought I was in a, I thought I was in a, sh- I had a shoe in, and then all yes. of a sudden JJ came out. And, yeah, yeah. So I think I think you're right, Danny. I think I I think I'm the curse. Oh, and Mario, I've got more. I can prove this. I can bring this all together. Do you know who one of the judges was for that Norm Smith? Yeah, it was Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. I, yeah, I heard the I heard your podcast. <laughs> Goodness. So, uh, oh, Mario, this was like group therapy. I'm so sorry. You've yeah. like we've come this far only to discover that that you may be behind it all. Did yeah. you have anything to do with the 2021 loss? Or what's yeah, the yeah, go? he talked to I Brad mean, Johnson the week before. He booked him for the for the for the. Oh, for the, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So Grim I'm times. Probably, I'm, I, I've got a good feeling that. Uh, you're probably going to release this, and I'm going to probably get all these like comments saying, "Yeah, Mario, become a bulldog, like <laughs> drop your bulldogs membership." Yes, maybe you else. just need to like just 
muck around with the system a bit, like just subs- like become a member of a different club, irrelevant, whichever club yep. you find the least offensive, and like pretend to the footy gods that you are not going <laughs> for the dogs anymore, but secretly you can still go for the dogs. Yep. I think that's how it works. Um, how did you feel? So Danny uh, is still very difficult to discuss the 2021 Demons Grand Final with, Premiership mm-hmm. with. Yep. How do you feel about the grand final loss and how do you feel about the demons because they were it was drought breaking were you yep. super excited for them a little bit or just I'm, off. You the same? I'm, not, I'm not part of this <laughs> i'm leaving again i'm walking out i do i do uh, I, I find that really really hard to kind of digest more because i do have some form of a respect for melbourne but mm-hmm. um i do have some i wouldn't say history with um i, I kind of experienced something in I think it was back in 2017, the year after the uh, the doggies had won the flag, um, when I went to a game, and I just saw like, you know, you have that one particular fan who just abuses and just kind of makes you hate that one team just for a split mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother witnessed this, and when we like, he he started abusing like two Bulldogs fans just because for for putting their like feet up on the seat in front of them. Oh, and um, mind you that they were like 16 at the time. I think they were 16. They, they looked pretty young. And that single-handedly made me hate Melbourne, not for mm-hmm. the season, but forever. And I think it's just because <laughs> of just, I, like, I, I just I just can't. Like, every time that, um, that in that same year, he, um, he, was saying, he was saying things like, what have the Bulldogs done in the fight, like, the past five years? Or, like, things like that. He was saying absolutely, like, ridiculous things. And we're just sitting there, we're just like, we're the defending premiers. Like, heck, <laughs> heck, have you ever done <laughs> Yeah, he's like, "What have you done?" And I'm like, "Well," and then I remember this lady just kept having a go at him. She was a bulldog fan. She kept having a go at him, saying, "Like, we just won the flag. Like, what have you done?" You know, yeah. and she was, she, was, she was saying things like, "Have you ever seen your team win a flag?" Because oh. he was fairly young, and it just got to that point where it just like it was back and forth. He ended up getting ejected, but oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah, it was that bad. Wow. And, and was it um, exciting to be sitting near Liberal MP Tim Smith? I mean, it just would have been <laughs> quite the thrill to be. Uh, but yeah, everyone's got that experience of that, just that one fan that can, who you only sit near once, but they will turn yeah. you against an entire club. But let, let us know on socials if you've if you've got a story like this, or have you seen a fan who turned you? To a club because I remember sitting near an Essendon fan who was so funny. He almost turned me back to liking <laughs> Essendon. He genuinely, I just at one point he started screaming. Footscray got a goal and he started screaming, "Shut up, Footscray! You don't have an airport. You've got nothing." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can take that. Well, I, you know, I'm a sensitive soul. I remember as a child. As a child, mum and dad had had to go to Port Adelaide or something like that because one of the teams had played Port Adelaide and they'd come back with a story about a Port Adelaide fan and I as a child was like, well, Port Adelaide are dead to me. So that's how, like, loosely I have to be offended. Like, I'm like a snowflake because yeah. um, now I don't like, I've never really been able to forgive Port Adelaide on behalf of something that I didn't even see and I can't really <laughs> even remember the details. Yeah. I just remember being so offended. And then also similarly with Hawthorne, I have I always enjoyed disliking Hawthorne like a lot, right? And it's it was fun. and it it's was fun. it was it's fun and they were so good and they've been good forever and so it was great. And then I stumbled across the outer sanctum, became really good friends with them and Limo, and I find it 
so annoying because I, <laughs> I dearly love all of these people. Yeah. And then the club that they love, I find repulsive. And so yeah. I'm just like, what do I do with this information? Because they get excited about things and then I'm happy. And Beck Goddard, friend of the pod, is mm. going to coach Hawthorne. Oh, it's the worst. Next season. I go, oh. no, can you guys yeah. not? <laughs> get some dodgy person that I don't like to come and coach so that I can just feel vindicated. Oh. Just get Tony Abbott to coach Hawthorne. That just suits them. Yeah. Okay, mate, Jeff, get Jeff from president to coach. That Jeff, works. Jeff would say yes. That's the worst thing about it. If yeah. they said to Jeff, he'd be like, oh, totally, I'll give it a go. I'd be pretty yeah, good exactly right. Um, now, before we talk about any footy, uh, which I can't wait to get stuck into, I am still reeling and the sports world is still reeling from the loss of Shane Warne. Yep. It was kind of like, so I had to wake up very early in the morning because the baby had woken up and I saw the news and I just genuinely could not go back to sleep because people were sharing Shane Warne, their favourite Shane Warne highlight. And you know, out of context, like what is happening? Why is everyone talking about Shane Warne? And you just don't comprehend that they could be dead. And it's the same as, you know, Steve Irwin and Princess Di that ev- you would tell everyone and everyone was texting everyone and just yep. totally shocked about it. And I didn't, you know, everyone had these amazing one stories or their favourite memory or their favourite wicket or whatever. And mine wasn't really like that. It was just that he was an omni, he was omnipresent. He was the whole yeah. childhood. He, he was yeah. summer. He was everything. And then there was the Kath and Kim episode, glorious. But there were so many individual moments with Shane Warne that he was like a family member where he would drive you nuts. He would say something that you were like, don't say that. Or you would do something in commentary. He'd be like, stop, stop your rot. And then yes. you'd just still love him. Like he <laughs> yes. had that. He had a personality where he would make you mad but you still loved him and I don't really understand how, like he's purely individual. But did you, Danny, I'll start with you, have yeah. a particular memory or how how did you deal with the news? Uh, well, yeah, I found out I, w- I played the Comics Lounge Friday night and I was up a bit late and I was about to go to bed about one and then I saw the news come on Twitter and I didn't go to bed till three because same as you, mm. I was just started texting. Uh, D- Scott Dooley, friend of the pod, because he's in New York, we were able to... Uh, go back and forth. Um, uh, Mickey D, friend of the pod, uh, he, he said, well, not Warnie, come on, surely one of the chapels could have gone. <laughs> I'll, even, I'll even sacrifice a war if I have to, but not Warnie. <laughs> but uh, it was my favourite memory of Shane Warne is definitely uh, Boxing Day 2006 where he took his 700th wicket. Uh, I just returned from living overseas uh, in London for a couple of years and so many of my mates, it was a bit of a welcome back party because I only got back like three days before Christmas, bit of a welcome back party and also everyone wanted to see Warney do that <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if we won the toss or not but it was just bowl, bowl, you have to yeah. bowl and when <laughs> you know, when it found out Australia was bowling, the crowd went nuts like, you know, we just <laughs> got a wicket and literally I think it was only, so I mean I, I'm not, as I've said many times on this, I'm not a huge cricket guy, So, but I think Glenn McGrath was still around then. Glenn McGrath would have opened the bowling, and I think it was only two overs in that the whole crowd just started chanting, Warney, Warney. <laughs> and no, I don't think any one person has united the entire MCG like that. Mm, mm. It's yeah. beautiful. And Mario, what was your relationship like with Shane Warne? Well, I think I think with, like, um, like, I, like say, similar to Danny, like I wasn't really into cricket, but I still knew who Shane Warne was, um, you know, and I remember uh, growing up um, I had a lot of friends, like, around my neighbourhood that just adored cricket and it got to the point where you'd play 
obviously street, like you play cricket down like down the street, you mm-hmm. know, and you'd have a typical like the cars would come past, get all the wickets out of the way, and then go back and continue what you were doing. <laughs> um, I had a friend of mine who had a a cricket ball who he um, got three. I remember he used to put paint on it, and he'd put his fingerprints, and he would kind of show you how to like spin the ball or just do a fastball, like because he was a cricketer. And um, he, like I remember him, he would idolise Shane Warne to the point where he would just do everything that Shane Warne would do, even some of the mannerisms as well. Um, Smoked a pack of day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Outside the primary school shed. Texted yeah. women who weren't his wife. It was... Uh... <laughs> um, Got Eddie but, Perfect yeah. to write a musical about him. It was he was yeah. really committed. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I, I think I think what resonated with me more was that um, my dad, like my dad's not one bit of cricket, but like a cricket fan. He he um like it's not that he despises it; he just doesn't know it. He mm. you know, and um, for him to go out of his way and like he would jump on YouTube and just like look up the top ten of any sport, like the top ten knockouts in boxing. And then he'd oh, go nice. like through Love yeah, it. so so through the suggestions, he would get the top ten wickets of Shane Warne and he would always watch them and he'd be like, How is like how does he spin that ball? Mm-hmm. And he'd always just have that continuous like um, I don't know, just that thought process of like, how the how the hell does he do it? <laughs> um, yeah. And then for him, like even I sent him a text and like similar to um similar to you, Tess, like I, I woke up to the news and I was still half asleep, but once I saw it, and it was actually your tweet, I think it was your tweet, Danny, that got me, like, thinking. I was just like, wait, because you, you mentioned, obviously, it's um, Steve Irwin Devastation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and then that's when I was just like, wait, what? And then I what? looked up, and that was it. I woke up, I told my um, my fiancé, and she was, um, I think she was more affected about that than I was because she kind of did grow up with cricket with mm. her dad, and um and yeah, and she was even like devastated in that sense. She was just like, it was, I don't know. He's 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 someone that you classify as immortal in that yeah. sense. You, you don't, yeah. you didn't expect it. Like you'd expect no. him to be like, especially with his. Uh, I think at the time his way of living, obviously smoking and drinking. You'd think, mm-hmm. how the hell are you still alive? Like that's 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 what I imagined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, like it's just it's still shocking now. Just thinking about it. I'm yeah, glad your it, partner was uh, supportive of it. I told my wife, who is Ukrainian, had a bit of an emotional um, fortnight, and uh, <laughs> yes. she her response. Context, I, think, yep. I, I think her response was, "Oh, and do you care about that?" <laughs> yeah, he's my favourite cricketer, and she went, "Okay, yeah. all right." And then, yeah, it's oh, it's not yeah. the week for her to really no. Uh, it's you know see the grandioseness of of Warney's no. death. No, uh, I did a bit love. Of Alana King, who's one of our uh, mm. Australian cricketers, she just did this brilliant spin bowl and grabbed a, a black armband. It was absolutely, it was really beautiful. Uh, and yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, all the Warney stories that's been shared. I, I did have a horrible moment on Saturday when I was thinking about Warney and he never saw the Saints win a flag. And yeah. I genuinely clutched at my chest when I thought of that. Yeah. I know. That's that is truly devastating because the, the story goes that of course he wanted to play footy and he wanted to play for the Saints, but he was annoyingly for him exceptionally good at cricket, the best the best bowler of all time. So, yeah. you know, probably swayed towards that. But yeah, it is it is so hard and it is hard for the Saints because he was such a presence um in their in their fan and at the footy. He was such a big supporter. And yeah. so it's just and also this week, I mean Mario said, you know, internationally speaking, 
when someone that you lose it makes this massive impact overseas and particularly in England. Like I would think about any other Australian sports person, right, when they die, that Mick Jagger is amongst the first people to tweet about it and say how devastated he is. I'm like, Mick Jagger is the same as us. He he watched Shane Warne bowl and thought, how does he do that? And it totally brings us together. And it's one of those beautiful moments where in the sadness you recognise that sport has this just amazing moment where you and Mick Jagger are just reminiscing about the same thing at the same time. And Mick Jagger and your dad, Mario, are probably on YouTube watching the, you know, top 10 chain worn wickets. And that is just, yeah, extraordinary. So. Yeah. What, hey, what, what's question for you two? What's the worst take on Shane Warne? Uh, <laughs> is it Pete Evans saying that it was because oh, he was vaccinated? Yes. Or now this isn't so much a take, oh, okay. but a reaction. Uh, in the now, te- I don't know if you guys watched uh, the A League, but uh, on uh, uh, Channel Ten uh, when it was uh, Sydney versus Adelaide in the W League uh, A League Women, they had a minute silence. Uh, so they went to an ad break. No. Yeah. I'll no. have to say that. Isn't that, I mean, this is an aside, moving on from that, but isn't the A-League, like Channel 10, this is a controversy, isn't it, how many ads they're trying to squeeze yes. in because yeah. they're yes. taking all the drinks breaks and stuff like that. But you don't do that. I mean, no. like whoever's, but I know the stress, you know, the, when the advertisers or the marketing people at a station say, you've got to play this amount of ads. Like yeah. some person is pressing the buttons and is just like, oh, no, they've told me I had to play that amount of ads. But, gee whiz, I'm still going to vote. Pete Evans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's just like, it's just not, this is just not your moment. And also, yeah. maybe it did um, harm to his cause, which might in the end be a positive thing. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but hey, Mario, yeah, does I, it excite you, Mario, that uh, Aaron Norton might be the first person to kick a goal at the worn stand end of the MCG? Oh, I haven't thought about that as much because I just completely forgot about the fact that they've renamed. The uh, the stand, which is I reckon it's incredible. I'm I'm uh, actually anti it. This is controversial, but uh, right. you know because I think it's really rude that they've taken the naming rights away from Danny Southern. I mean he's a true hero, <laughs> and for them to take, I mean my thoughts and prayers are with the Southern family. With, uh, you know, with all due respect to Shane Warne, he's no Danny Southern. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw some. Like, I think it was um, Darren Hinge. It was like you know how people always have to be angry about something like you know even if it's just like that's nice like they're renaming yeah. the standards sk warn nice like all yeah. good everyone's happy with that and then darren found that he had to talk about the fact that it shouldn't be called sk warn it should just be called the shane warn i'm like dude just let it go like <laughs> this doesn't have to be no an i think i'm on i think i'm on darren's side there just if my middle name was keith <laughs> i don't want that immortalized <laughs> I do. Keith's a strong Australian name. Could you get a more Australian name than Shane Keith? Like you can't. So Shane it just makes Barry Warn. Shazza Bazza Warn. <laughs> Shazza Bazza Wazza. Uh, this is how Shane Barry Warren Warn. So I think that makes sense. Um, well, Warnie Saints in the AFLW started the weekend with a win, so they did have a moment, a minute silence, which was really beautiful. And um, the Saints girls have all tweeted about. Shane Warne as well, and so have the men, and they and they got it done against against the Cats on the weekend, and that's a couple of wins in a row for them. After they had they had gone three hundred and sixty three days without a win, and now they've got mm. two in two weeks. So good on the Saints, but I will say, are they wins though, Tess? Are they? <laughs> what do you because mean? I mean, like they needed Sarah Perkins to have almost a 
Mario, superb Mario style curse. Like it's, she was, she should have kicked that winning goal. And it's almost like superb Mario. I don't know. Looked at Guy McKenna or something, and she missed from ten meters out for them to win. And then for Geelong not to to outscore them by one more scoring shot, but not get any goals. Or maybe that's just Geelong showing the ultimate respect for warning. Uh, out of 100%. you know, we're not gonna, Geelong. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah, that's no, that's definitely. True. That. I mean outrageous uh, claim about Geelong, but they just didn't, it would be offensive uh, had they won. Well, I just want to point out that for people who don't follow AFLW uh, as closely as I do, this is what annoys me about our season structure. Now, there are lots of, the rumour mill is hot, right, about the AFLW next season potentially starting in August this year, which would be amazing. Excellent, excellent, excellent. But one of the bigger issues is that The teams, like, for example, a men's season is 23 games. This weekend coming is the last home and away season, uh, home and away round of the AFLW, and that's round 10. So it is half the length of of a men's season. And so by this stage in a men's season, teams' cohesiveness is a big deal, right? So teams have been playing together for a couple of weeks. It's like they've actually got, they know what everybody's going to do. I remember there was one year where North Melbourne, this is going to sound random, but North Melbourne won like eight games in the home and away game, one, rounds one to eight, and everyone was like, North Melbourne's going to win the flag. And, of course, they you, did not win another game. Like this is, this is like the in the men's. Yeah, yeah 2016. A couple of years ago. Yeah. 2016. It was, they had yeah. an unbelievable start to the season, but that doesn't tell the story of their actual season. So if you had have stopped the season right then, then North would have won. But is that, like, is that indicative of what, everything was actually happening. So now the Saints haven't won at all and now they've won the last two games, similarly to Carlton, and neither of those teams are going to play finals. So I just like, it just annoys me because I'm like, right, I don't even know how you can say they don't get to train properly, they don't get to train together. It's just annoying regardless. Saints, good on you. <laughs> Take a win when you can get it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like, for St Kilda people. I mean, maybe yeah. this is a grand final. I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's just annoying. So well, hopefully if we do start the next season in August, that's not too long a break from playing now so that maybe some of all that, maybe if we keep the lists relatively the same, um, albeit four new teams coming in, maybe we can keep that consistency going. But it should that be too fine. much of a rant before I actually talked about the fun stuff? It's just, it just gets on my goat, guys. Oh, it's <laughs> I, just a, it's I just care a lot. There's a lot of reasons to be annoyed at uh, at the, the the handling of the AFLW, but uh, to try and shoehorn the, the fact that St Kilda might actually go- be good, I think that don't blame the, uh, the the way the league is run for St Kilda being terrible. Come on, we all know what that is. Anyway, I want to get to the next game because I want to talk about the absolute thuggery and oh, disgracefulness that the Richmond Football Club have brought to our code. I cannot believe, Tess Armstrong, that you have shown your face here after what I saw was like what can only be described as (laughs) Putin-esque attacking of the GWS players, unprovoked, over the top, an absolute disgrace. And, look, I think the only option is we have to liquidate Richmond. (laughs) I... I do not, I'm not going to engage in this. Last week we had Gemma Bastiani, stats yeah. guru, on the program. She wrote an amazing article that week about Richmond's attack and how good we were. And that beginning, I, it was unbelievable. I just was 
I was shell-shocked. I was sitting on the couch doing apps, contributing absolutely nothing, thinking that I couldn't move from that position because whatever hoodoo I had done, like in the Brad Johnson curse, like <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I'm so, maybe it's the way I'm sitting. I don't know. It was like five unanswered goals. It was amazing. We just looked absolutely dominant and that was really handy because with the shorter game, once you've got a lead like that, there was a mm. bit of a scare. You know what I'm like. Yeah. As other teams probably wouldn't see this as scare, but I thought we would lose. Um, there was a late scare, um, but we got it done and I'm just thrilled because when we play footy well and when we get it together it just is excellent excellent footy like even our first round this year there was a few passages that were just beautiful and we've just worked all season just to get a full game together Ali McKenzie she's just wonderful to watch playing footy and she's now finally back from injury and in good form but um <laughs> now we're not going to make finals so once again the seasons are too short guys because we would have just oh uh, here we go this is what you've been setting up <laughs> Don't fall for it, everyone. Tess, what is your comment though on the on the brawl? What did, what do you mean the brawl? There wasn't really a brawl. There was a brawl just before three quarter time. There was some absolute bullying. What do you mean? Did you did you go to the toilet at that bit? What I don't is... think I saw a brawl. I think you're just carrying on and saying that the, a bit of hustle and bustle and a bit of like fair physical contest. <laughs> Is it practically a UFC? I'm surprised. I think your new recruit's going to be Ronda Rousey. (laughs) Although you wouldn't do that. Take Ronda Rousey. Yeah, no, Um, you wouldn't take her because you're not you're not stealing her from another club. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, maybe if she um, starts next season with the dogs, then the following season we could take her, and then that would be quite good for us. So she'd be quite handy in defence. And once Ash Barty's done, if we've got Ronda doing kind of gritty defence stuff and Ash <laughs> in the middle just delivering to Katie Brennan like a like on a racket. She could hit the ball with a racket towards KB. I think that would be fantastic. Anyway, Ugh. go Tigers and I won't discuss um, anything else that's that's negative about my girls because they were just, oh, it was beautiful. And the other game on Saturday, um, there was a, <laughs> I need to discuss. Was it a game? I don't think it was a game. I need to discuss the use of the terms doubleheader, right? So I'm sitting there watching Channel 7 all night and the host keeps saying, well, this is game one of a doubleheader. Very exciting to me, Mm -hmm. right? Love it. Couldn't get enough. The two games out of the stadium, very exciting. And then the first game, which we'll discuss, ends. And then Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom begins. And I was like, this is not the (laughs) doubleheader. (laughs) <laughs> that I had anticipated and then I checked the app and stuff and then I checked the tally and I couldn't work out when the next game would be beginning and it wasn't beginning for an hour. Yeah, okay. That is okay. not the same. I'm sorry, but then if you put a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie on in the middle, like how does that stack up? So then if I'm, like, if I'm just a normal person, right, and not a crazy person like I am that's going to go to the app and work out when the game is on, I was like, I'm not going to stick around for two hours of film and then change channels to maybe find a second game in the doubleheader that's on. Like it's just does my head in like don't say it's double header and if you are going to say it's a double header say but remember the next game's not on this main station because indiana jones is and then this is how you'll have to find the game anyway <laughs> i was very annoyed about that that's not what a double header is i wanted it to be straight back up with the next team runs out straight up and away we go what but time was so so what time did the the, the dockers demons game finish because i know the dogs Eight. started at 9 40 so yeah. an hour and a half yeah. so oh, you can get most of temple of doom 
there. You at least yeah. you at least get to see the churn monkey brain scene. I mean, that's all you want. That's true. Yeah, and that's what we're all here for. But when I looked up, because I looked up and there was that start at um, the start where there's the dance scene with all the women yes, and their feathers. Club Obi Wan. Like, what is happening? I was like, is this like the beginning? Is we are cheerleaders in AFLW now? Like, what is going on? It was so confusing and confronting. But that demon's performance—they broke the record, AFLW record. They got over a hundred. They ended up on 107, beat by 88 points. But can I just say, whatever curse that the Frio Dockers found themselves in. Now, I don't know what happened to them, but they had Roxy Rue and Kiara Bowers already out, their two best players. Then just before the game, three of their players were out with what we call protocols, COVID. COVID, they've got COVID. And then the game begins and they lose one of the other senior players. I just thought, what have they done? What did they do to deserve that, Danny? Yeah, Mario, who did you see during the week at Frio? <laughs> <laughs> well, the only the only thing I can kind of uh, assume is that uh, Bob Murphy must have spoken to Brad Johnson at some stage ah! during the week. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's, we have got to, like, do get Telstra involved and, like, block that number or something because Frio <laughs> were... They were properly cursed. So well done, Dees, but that just oh. seems unfair. That's not really... The, the story of the game. Yeah, I did hear a story that one of the debutantes for Frio, uh, you know, was so assuming she wasn't playing, she was out surfing. And they're like, yeah. someone had to like run into the ocean to get her because <laughs> she had to drive an hour down to uh, to Optus Stadium. Well, this goes to cohesiveness because this year they're using, I think, I'm, I presume they're doing the same thing with the men's um, season, but top-up players. So they've got um, 10, 10 girls on a list that don't train with the main team so that they can't be, um, they can't have any COVID crossover or anything. Yeah. And yeah. so they, she was one of those top-up players because they'd lost so many players and she hadn't seen any of those teammates for three months. <laughs> Like, imagine rocking up and being like, hey, kick it to me. You know, it's just weird. It's just bizarre. Like, who are you? Where'd you come from? Just some rando from the crowd has just run on and put on a jumper. Anyway, maybe they could have used that. But, yeah, well done, Dees. But, gee whiz, that just seemed seemed harsh to me. And then so did you watch the the Bulldogs-Eagles after that? Did you be able to stay up? Oh, man. (laughs) I was like, I was yeah. like, you'll tell me all about it. I'll watch the highlights tomorrow. Good God, I'm like a thousand years old. I can't stay up for that. I, I was able to watch this with uh, with a West Coast fan backstage at the Comics Lounge, and uh, he just kept lamenting, oh, God, we're terrible. Oh, God, we're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt oh. I didn't get the pure enjoyment of it, but uh, one thing that has made me laugh, uh, well, for a, a real roller coaster, um, was uh, uh, Kirsty Lamb, appeared yeah. to do her knee in the dying um, stages. It looked uh, like an ACL. Yeah. She was fully uh, screaming. She looked in agony. And it since turned out to be cramp. And <laughs> I've really enjoyed how much her teammates have been trolling her on their... In- so, like, <laughs> Ashley Guest just literally just has a photo of it with Drama Queen. <laughs> That's, <the caption. laughs> That's gold. That's fantastic. Also... You should all be so lucky because imagine having to go through the rest of the year without her. She is a oh, gun. She, but like, that yeah. would be devastating. I, I really think she might be the most underrated player in the league just mm. because everyone talks about Ellie Blackburn. But they do the exact same stuff. Uh, just yeah. uh, Ellie does it, I don't know, closer to camera, I guess. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, but it's like 
You know, in footy where we always say, imagine if you had two Ali Blackburns, what it was like, you do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do. It's actually super handy because Ali yeah. can go to Kirsty. It's amazing. Like, imagine that. Yeah. Lucky ducks. Murray, you get easy back. Uh, Murray, you're feeling confident about uh, we need – oh, God, we need the Tigers to win. I've got to cheer for you, Tess. <laughs> yeah. need the Tigers to win and you need to really – Beat the reigning premiers. Beat the reigning premiers who are in ridiculous form. Uh, However, no, no. We've, got, we've got a secret weapon, Tess, with what we do against Queensland teams. We play them in Ballarat. So there's Woo-hoo! freeze to de- – hypothermia kicks in and suddenly – Are you going to come the- down? Uh, I'd have to come up. Uh, yeah. Oh, geographic. Sorry. Oh, yeah, thank you. The geography pedant <laughs> as well, you know. Uh, no, I've got to play the Comic Lounge again Sunday, which is very annoying. Uh, well, uh, I'll barrack on your behalf. That, are you going to go? About it. I'll be a proxy fan for you. You're the best. Thanks yeah. for that. And <laughs> did you also, last thing about the Bulldogs game, You, I hope you got to be angry about this test. Did you see what song was played when we won? No. Sons of the West, not Daughters <gasps> of the West. You're kidding. No. Oh, my God. It's because those Western Australian patriarchy got stuck in. What do you mean? I hate that. They had the wrong song queued up. Yeah. And it occurred to me. Maybe it was like um, Eagles people were like, we'll win. We don't even need to worry about it. Oh, maybe, nice. right, maybe they were just so arrogant because the like umpires are always on their side over there and everything always goes well for them. Maybe they just assumed they didn't need your song. Nah, nah, they would have known that we would have done it. Maybe they just couldn't get it through the borders. I'm not sure. Hey, just on songs, my daughter's uh, often just gets me to put on the YouTube of all the club songs. And it occurred mm. to me just two things. Uh, uh, one, Essendon are going to have to re-record their song because they have that Our Boys who play this grand old game. Yeah. That'll have to be changed. Also, Collingwood's song. I've realised it's uh, this is just pedantry as well, but uh, I think I think they're using the wrong. I don't know if it's pronouns or oh no, it's the wrong. It's in the wrong person. They sing it as good old Collingwood forever. They know how to play the game. Now, when the players are singing that, surely they should say we know how to play the game. But doesn't it then go side by side? We stick together. No, they say they. It's so all they done don't. in third, in second so person. They go from they to we. It's very inclusive. <laughs> Well, is it is it we they can a Collingwood fan just let us know which which way they sing it? I need I'll ring Mason Cox. I don't know if he's. And number. what would I'll you prefer? Die. You know, because I want um, we. I want it sung from the players' perspective. We know how to play the game. Oh yes, yeah, it's true. I'm, I've never noticed that before. Yeah, but I have seen that so hardly. I'm so glad your daughter has got us fully invested um, yeah. down this rabbit hole because it's, that's, that's an outrage and that deserves to go straight to the top. And the next time you write the banner, um, Danny, for Collingwood, maybe you could just just a little throwback yeah. for the old school <laughs> listeners. Um, now, Sunday's AFLW matches, quick whip through there because you have discussed that maybe your dog's could play finals, but they will have to come up against the Lions, and the Lions are just ridiculous, ridiculously talented. The reigning Premier, they were smashing records a couple of weeks ago. They came up against North. North are excellent, and they just smashed yeah. them. It was amazing. I'm like, oh, okay, you guys are really good. This is the part of the season where the real cream comes to the top, and just the Lions are it. Excellent. And there were just- seven goals, eight behind, so look out if they get accurate. Next week in Ballarat, you're stuffed. <laughs> Well, hang on. So where are the, the Lions are currently? Ah, oh, damn it, they're third on the ladder. They need to yep. win to get yeah. the uh, the double chance. So hopefully next week 
hopefully the Demons and the Crows will have already played. The Crows play at 1 o'clock on Sunday. What time do you play, Tess? Oh, sorry, what time oh, we... is the Ballarat game? I think, I don't know what time it is actually. I'm trying to remember um, because on the AFLW app, it doesn't come up in the correct I know, they're so, this is so annoying. Um, yeah. 3.10, 3.10. Great. So by then the Lions will know whether mm. they have the opportunity to win. Hopefully the Crows have won it already. And hopefully the Demons have won already. So Brisbane don't even have to try. They've got third just no matter yep. what happens. And then uh, and and the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. go just easy. Relax. Hey, Just chill out. You, don't want to, you do not want to get injured before finals. No. So let the dogs win. And you never know what the crazy weather in Ballarat could bring. So who knows? But yeah. I know that the, the Demons fans were watching very closely on Sunday because if the Crows had have lost... Demons would have been on top of the ladder and that's what they were looking for. And secretly I kind of want the Demons to end up on top and so for us to play the grand final at the G. Regardless, uh, nice. the Crows yeah. only won by two points. So everybody would have been watching that Crows-Pies game with great attention. And the, the Pies are similar to St Kilda, Carlton, started super flat and have come into quite good form but at the wrong time really and, they've, and having come up against teams like the Crows. But... You know, that's a pretty amazing effort on the road to come up against the Crows and only lose by two. Is that just too Pollyanna to say that losing is still a good effort? Oh, it was a brilliant game and and I was yeah. definitely panicking uh, uh, that Collingwood were going <laughs> to... We're going to win because they went. They 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 got within two points and then had a couple of inside fifties. Mm. And I thought this could be the end of our season, but uh, thankfully the Crows just came good. Oh. And the last game of the round. Um, the, was boring the Blues, as well, the Blues must be so annoying. I mean, I don't think this is an overstatement. There is no team where it would be more annoying to be a fan than the Blues, like men's and women's. Yeah. What are they doing for you, really? Because they have started the, the year so flat and then all of a sudden you're like, no, this is what this is it. This is what we were, this is what we've meant to be doing all the time. And now it's come at the end of the season. But they still Maybe mathematically a chance, but I am no mathematician, I can assure you. So I will not be the person to tell you mathematically how they nah. make finals, oh. but they still can. All right, you'd need you'd need the Tigers to smash Collingwood by about two hundred points. Happy, happy to, happy to do it. <laughs> and uh, Carlton would need to beat. Uh, go- oh, who are they playing next week? It's uh, oh, they have to beat the Demons by two hundred points. Yeah, that's yeah. unlikely. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Footy's the magical game where every team, your team, could win every week. So who knows? Yeah. But for the Suns as well, it's pretty flat because they started really well and they've fallen away a bit and that was their chance. That was their last kind of chance to play finals. So that the the door for finals looks bad for them, but they look excellent. Young, yeah. fresh, they all really like hanging out with each other. They've got Charlie Rowbottom. I just feel like the, the Suns are going to be fine. And I think it's always indicative when a team and a coach and everything looks to be working better than it should, maybe it's quite an indication for the men's team as well that the club might be doing something quite right. And so we will see um, mm. what happens because I know there's been quite a lot of crossover at, uh, at the Suns between their men's and women's teams and so the programs work quite closely together. So I think that might be a clue that we might see some good things for the men as well. Do you know who was commentating the the Blues and the Suns, Tess? 
What? No, why? I can't no, remember. Just uh, there was there was one one commentator who was doing very well with the pronouns of Darcy Vessio. Of course, she's oh, a yeah. non-binary they them yep. now, and uh, and she took it. Uh, they took a great. See, I'm bad at this as well. Yes, and this is what something we all need to work on. Uh, Darcy took an, an amazing mark, and uh, oh, they've done brilliantly. They take the shot at goal, and she nails it. <laughs> yeah, I read an article similar the other day where it. It was correct as Darcy, they, the entire time. And then there was just one line in the article. It was quite a long article that said she. And I was like, you know, and I think Darcy is quite accepting. And partly what they were talking about earlier in the year was saying, hey, this is what I'd rather, but I know it'll be tricky for people to get their heads around and I'm not, you know, just see how you go. And so, like, I think most of the commentators, like I've been quite impressed Lee Montagna seems quite good at it. Um, that I, I know that sounds low level, but, you know, I'm really surprised. <laughs> like, I'm like, right, that this is a first. And it's hard to get your, as we just discussed with the with the Pies song, it's hard sometimes to get it right in your head mm-hmm. when you've got to think um, about what you say before you say it. But thinking about what you say before you say it is actually a pretty good life lesson. <laughs> Like yeah. you can do that um, and if it means being super inclusive and people feel welcome and to watch your game, like I think it's I think it's pretty doable. Think it's pretty we can good. make that work. Yeah. And I have some friends who are non-binary now. I've uh, uh, worked with them on a, in a play over summer and uh, all of my new non-binary friends have confirmed uh, that mate is non-gender specific. You can oh, call yeah, your mate. non-binary good. friends mate. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you can call them by their name. <laughs> well, yeah, but, um, you but know. if you don't like... remember their names, tricky, but you <laughs> yeah, can call yeah. them by their names. You <laughs> 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 can see. But anyway, that was it. We're coming up to the last home and away round, which is completely wild. Fingers crossed footy comes back in August. Well, women's footy, um, because I'll be thrilled to see it return because I get quite sad. Similarly with the men's, you know, towards the end of the season, you're like, oh, no, I'm not ready, actually, mm-hmm. for this I'm to be saying. over. Yeah, where well, you just go, oh, no, yeah. what am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? Anyway, I'll just talk about my tags, I suppose, in the middle, I guess, uh, for the rest of the season and Ivan Soldo. Um, I might just do a niche Ivan Soldo podcast. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever gets the references him. out of this one, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'll get it off my chest and then I'll record with you and Limo afterwards so that we don't oh, have brilliant. to speak about Ivan um, <laughs> Soldo the whole game. But, yeah, one round to go and then final. So the, this weekend's a lot of jostling for the top six and I can't wait. It should be good. Marius, thanks so much for, for joining us. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, <laughs> we're just used to having guests that plug things. but uh... Oh, well, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, I'm uh, Papa Mario. That's literally what I'm under. Um, and, yeah, that's about it, to be honest, because uh, my Twitter, actually, I need to kind of get that sorted out because I've been hacked. So, <gasps> Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So I need to uh, sort that out ASAP. Um, but in saying that, yeah, just... Instagram, so it's Papa Mario underscore. That's I think how it is. So oh, good. Yeah. That happened to a friend of mine. He was hacked on Twitter, and he said he's actually reluctant to get it back because he's been really happy. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, yeah. is this bringing me joy?" It's like Marie Kondo with Twitter, but um, I'm not encouraging people to get hacked. But you know, you've got to see a silver lining. Yeah, it could be a blessing in disguise. So, yeah. um, Mario, thank you so much for your support. It's lovely. You're wearing the T-shirt. It's just awesome. Thank you so much for everything oh, yeah, for yeah. coming on and chatting about the footy with us. You're more than welcome.
We will never mention Brad Johnson, you know whose name, on this podcast ever again. So he's, he's my Voldemort, is that it? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, if you want to win the yeah. flag, that's what you got to do. Voldemort. Uh, Danny, Danny <laughs> yes. we'll be back next week. We didn't mention any of the male practice matches because who? Who cares? The care? practice matches. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got another podcast well, for that. That's right. Yeah, your practice match specific podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> They came to pretend to play. We'll be out next week. <laughs> they came to give a new system a go. It doesn't really work yeah. and it's not as catchy. Um, we'll be back next week. If you like the pod, you can review us, you can like us, you can get in touch with us. We like hearing from you. If mm-hmm. you're a Collingwood fan and you want to vote on new lyrics, more than welcome. I mean, we can just take your and then we could prepare something for the board. I don't know how that works. Yeah, but we'll do it. please do Easy. get in touch with us. Um, and we'll be back next week for now. Go Tigers. And I have to say it, I hate it, but go Tigers.